I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. People love a rumor in wrestling, maybe more than any other form of sport or entertainment. I mean, you go on Twitter right now and say that CM Punk was seen at WWHQ with no sources and the sheer desperation to believe it's true will spark it into life. We just want these things to be real. On the flip side to that, there are plenty of legitimate rumors that get scrapped before they come to light, leaving us all to debate whether it would have been good or bad for the industry. Given there are so many of these too, I'm Simon from What Culture. Please hit that subscribe button. This is 10 major W. WWE rumors that never came to pass. Number 10, Rick Rude, Earthquake, and Steve Williams are coming to feud with Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a great WWE champion throughout 1998 and 1999. He defined the whole industry and made a lot of money in the process. When you look at his range of opponents, well, they were somewhat limited. There was Mick Foley, The Undertaker, Kane, The Rock, obviously. But if plans had gone how was hinted, this roster would have definitely expanded. Dr. Ness Steve Williams, for example, was brought in for this sole purpose. Jim Ross thought he'd be perfect for Austin thanks to his tough guy image, the only problem being that the WWE Universe wasn't that knowledgeable about it. To rectify this, Williams was put in the stupid tough enough contest, and we all know how that went. Even though everybody thought he'd win, instead, he got knocked out by Bart Gunn, any hope of him having a main event run went up in smoke. A similar plan was put in place when John Tenter, aka Earthquake, was brought back in 1998, but for whatever reason, management soured on this and put him with the oddities instead. What a change that was. The biggest of all of these did come in the form of Rick Rude. Although he'd retired from wrestling due to a bad back, he was training for a comeback in 1999. WWE thought he'd be the perfect fall for the rattlesnake. You weren't wrong, but tragically Rude passed away before this could occur. I would have guessed it would have lit the place up. Number nine, the rise and fall of Mr. Kennedy. In 2007, Mr. Kennedy, 
Kennedy was the man. WWE had decided he had what it took on no less than three separate occasions and tried to push him to the moon. Sadly, he never made it to that circle in the sky. It all started when Kennedy won the money in the bank at WrestleMania 23. Zoom forward to May and then world champion The Undertaker was struck down with an injury, so it was decided that Ken could cash his briefcase in and claim his first big belt. Instead, Kennedy also suffered a shoulder injury, which caused WWE to panic and transfer this briefcase over to Edge. If they had just waited a little bit longer, they would have discovered that Kennedy's damage wasn't all that bad and he could have done the business. Whoops. Next up was Vince McMahon faking his own death. You remember his limo blowing up, and it was said that the payoff was going to feature Kennedy, who would have helped the boss fake his own demise. Clearly another big spot on the card, but this was stopped after the horrific Benoit tragedy in June. The final part features Vinnie Mac too when he decided to have an illegitimate son, as you do. Once more, Ken Kennedy was picked for this role, but just before we pulled the trigger, Kennedy Kennedy was suspended as he got tangled up in the Signature Pharmacy drug scandal. As ever, we revert to Hornswoggle as we do with all WWE storylines, but I tell you what could have been, and then a few months after this, Ken was let go entirely and he has never returned like a dagger in his back. Number eight, Rock versus Brock. A rumor that has been around for ages, there were numerous WrestleManias where this huge clash was penciled in. At first, it was going to be Mania 29, a year after Brock Lesnar had returned to WWE with the initial plan to have the Beast re-debut at Mania 28 so he could have a big face-to-face with John Cena and none other than the Great One. We then would have still have got the feud with a man who can't be seen but also started another 365-day build for Dwayne Johnson it was a pretty good idea. The Cena part of it was all held off for Raw as we know, and then we got to April 2013, and inexplicably Lesnar lost to Triple H. Gotta teach that quitter a lesson. Such was the desire to get this done though, it was then reimagined for WrestleMania 30, and where better than that? WWE loves offering up huge match-ups when we get to anniversaries, and there were few bigger than two legit mainstream stars going at it. It's why Brock snarled at a picture of the People's Champion when he was destroying WWE HQ during his feud with the game. Unfortunately, after The Rock had suffered serious injuries in his second match with Cena at the show of shows, and cost Hollywood millions of dollars when the filming of Hercules got delayed, it brought any hope of this to an end. For one, it was too risky, and two, no way you can work a safe style match with one Brock Lesnar. Number seven, the Eggman and the Savior. The Undertaker is one of the best wrestling characters ever. You literally can't argue it. When he first came into the WWE, though, the man behind the persona, Mark Calloway, was terrified about what the company actually had in store for him. Given that he was scheduled to debut at the Survivor Series in 1990, Mean Mark was convinced he was going to be the guy hatching out of an egg that Vince McMahon had been promoting for months. Fearing he'd be cursed as the Eggman and see his career be over before it even began, as it turned out, there was no reason to be scared. We had much bigger plans, and they weren't the flipping gobbledygooker. This wasn't the only time Chatter about the role he was going to play made it out, though. After he lost the Boiler Room Brawl to Mankind in 1996, there were murmurings that when he returned, he would be wearing white and start calling himself the Savior. Thank goodness we didn't do that one. When the dead man was back, he was given a more updated version of the gimmick. For some reason, had bat wings. Thankfully, they weren't around for all that long. Number six, the Vic family. The 2002 Katie Vic angle is considered one of the worst ever for good reason. Seeing Triple H tell everyone that Kane had murdered his girlfriend and then slept with her dead body was bad enough, but when he mimicked this act with a pretend deceased human in an actual funeral home, oh, it was so awful. Thankfully, WWE saw sense after an audience backlash, but if they hadn't, there were other ideas, or so it is said. The major one was that Katie's brother was going to appear on Raw to avenge his 
poor sister, and that this would be played by Scott Vick, aka Sick Boy from WCW. I can't even fathom a world where this wasn't done away with as soon as possible. It should never have been a thing anyway. Number five, The Beast returns for Batista. Brock Lesnar's initial run with the WWE was short but impactful. He became the champ, headlined WrestleMania, made a lot of cash. He was destined to be the man for ages. Sadly, however, Brock soon realized this lifestyle wasn't for him. He decided to leave after WrestleMania 20. It was quite the shock all around. He led to a tryout with the NFL's Minnesota Vikings, where he was almost signed, but alas, it didn't work out that way, leaving Lesnar with some decisions to make. One of those was an apparent return to WWE in 2005, where he would go head to head with then world champion Batista. That would have been pretty good. As ever, talks broke down though, and Brock went off to New Japan instead, which put him in a court battle with World Wrestling Entertainment as they decided this was a breach of his contract. That didn't last all that long before Brock Lesnar decided to try his hand in the UFC, and we know how that went. He smashed it and transformed himself into an even bigger star. It's not that bad going. Number four, the Axis powers. We have talked about this before and it is just terrible. It's also one of the reasons wrestling is always seen as a niche because ideas like this are discussed behind closed doors. At least with this one, Vince McMahon saw sense. When his team of writers were pitching stories though, Dan Madigan had one for Heidenreich, who you may remember as one of those guys who came and went in the mid 2000s. What Dan wanted was to take him and turn him into a Nazi who had been frozen in the 40s until for some mad reason he was thought out and decided oh i think i better go become a wrestler i honestly would have never watched again especially because his manager would have been paul Heyman, who is jewish this never went down but a similar thing then happened in 2004 when kenzo suzuki signed for wwe and as ever became the stereotypical anti-american bad guy the original pitch mine was for him to be called hirohito which was the name of the ruler of imperial japan during world war ii he was going to come in and feud with then champion Chris Benoit, and I really hope everything I've said was just nonsense. Why would you even have this thought in your brain? Number three, Bret Hart leaves the invasion. We all know that the WCW invasion wasn't what it should have been. We didn't get Goldberg, we didn't get Sting, we didn't get Flair, Bischoff, Hall, Nash, Hogan. These were the names fans wanted, and when they didn't arrive, it was just like flushing all our dreams down the toilet. WWE tried to save it by adding ECW to the mix, but really we were always going to struggle because Vince McMahon had been convinced that even giving the invading performers an inch would be terrible for how the WWE was viewed. It is a really ridiculous thought process given that WWE had literally destroyed and bought their competition. According to a rumor that was doing rounds at the time though, what WWE really wanted was for Bret Hart to be the leader of this group as he made his triumphant return to the company and finally get his revenge. Now given where the hitman was in his life in 2001, you've got to figure this was for headlines for the sake of headlines, but I tell you, not only would it have been far better than what we got, but it may have been damn well perfect. Number two, a game for the whole family. I will never understand why anyone at any time would pitch an incest storyline. I've always been told that WWE is about putting smiles on people's faces, and I tell you, this ain't it. But back to the rumor mill we go, and there are two different times apparently Vince McMahon wanted to work this into Raw or SmackDown. Bizarrely, the first person who almost got this 
was Ken Shamrock and you gotta be kidding me. But when on-screen sister Ryan was dating Val Venus, the former UFC champion became overly protective, which is a classic stance a brother would take. The boss wanted to take this further though and actually have the big reveal that Ryan and Ken were romantically involved. What the flub? Thankfully, both said they weren't doing this, but that didn't deter Vince. A decade later, Paul Birchall was paired up with Katrina Waters as on-screen siblings and we all remember what happened there. Their relationship seemed way too close and it was uncomfortable to watch. And then WWE shifted to PG programming and this all stopped. And I've never been happier about anything in my life. There's more to all this than just hearsay too. In the McMahon DVD that was released in 2006, Stephanie McMahon admitted that when she was pregnant in real life, Vince wanted to have a story where either he or brother Shane was the father. Just let this drop. No one wants it. And if you actually do, go and talk to someone you need help. Number one, global domination. In the mid 2000s, the Wrestling Observer was pretty sure that WWE WWE was ready to take over the world. Reporting that miniature territories were about to pop up across the globe where wrestling was popular, we would have had WWE UK, WWE Japan, WWE Mexico. You get the idea. Whether or not it would have worked back then is anybody's guess. You can't just roll into Japan, for example, and not at least adapt to the style the audience wants. As great as WWE can be, it's not a copy and paste job, hence why in the East, New Japan pro wrestling is king. It's not like this isn't about to make a return soon either. We already have NXT UK. UK now, which was developed to stop companies like World of Sports getting any momentum, and other similar offshoots have even been brought up during conference calls. So don't be too surprised if 20 years after the fact, this one becomes the real deal.